Board Reporting, the indispensable part of effective boards. I will never forget a kickoff meeting for a board evaluation with the company secretary. Before sitting down, she said to me, if you come back and tell me that the papers are too long, I will kill you. I smiled and told her that I have no intention of declaring intellectual bankruptcy. But serious, it might sound boring, but good reporting is crucial for any high-performing and effective board. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. In this episode, I'm delighted to talk with David Wincup about best practice in board reporting. David is Deputy Company Secretary at Provident Financial PLC and part of the Governance Hot 100 list in the UK. He is a winner in the category Governance Trailblazers, the category of the forward thinkers that raise the standards of corporate governance beyond of what is expected. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. David, thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. It's a pleasure to be here. David, when we discuss the topic, you have really chosen an interesting one, haven't you? I mean, touching board reporting is really, really a brave one. It doesn't really sound interesting, but it's so, so hard to get it right and so crucial for a high-performing board. So let's jump straight in. Why does it matter? I think you're right. I mean, board reporting doesn't sound particularly exciting. I think at worst, it's probably the discussion of it makes the toes curl of managers across the country. But <laughs> for me, the company's success ultimately comes down to effective decision making. You can get all the right people around that board table. However, if you not get them good quality, timely information, then you're making effective decision making very difficult indeed. So ultimately, the quality of board reporting is really a key component of board effectiveness. There was some great research published by the ICSA, Board Intelligence, not that long ago, which showed that 64% of the organisations that they assessed in their research rated their board packs as either weak or poor overall. And it also showed that a large number of respondents, 68% of them, considered that board packs were too focused and operational rather than strategic issues. I mean, that research also showed that the costs for companies in preparing, distributing, reading board packs was on average three million pounds per year and as high as 7.5 million for the larger organizations. So vast amounts of time is spent on board packs throughout management teams and the boards themselves. So any improvements I think that we can make in this area to reduce the time and implicit costs of reporting benefits, companies, boards and management. What do you think is it actually? Why is it so, so hard to get this right? You know, boards are facing an increasingly significant number of varying and complex issues and of um, a broad range of responsibilities. And the role of directors isn't getting any easier. I mean, we just need to look at the recent Bayes white paper on restoring trust and audit and, and corporate governance and the evolving landscape around ESG reporting to get an idea of sort of the complexities around being a board member. And it's just more and more information for boards to process and understand and act upon. And I think, you know, how can a board properly consider its key stakeholders, you know, its customers, if it does not get high quality reporting and information on them? So it's really important to get it right. And and it's difficult to write well and focus on the important issues for the board. What do you think, what role do company secretaries play in this reporting process? 
Well, ensuring the board has the right information, time and resources is just a fundamental part of being a company secretary. And this has been recognised in the Corporate Governance Code for some time, and it is in the most recent iteration. As governance professionals, we are also a key advisor to the board and an important role in ensuring that the board operates effectively is ensuring that it gets the information and reporting that it needs. High quality and timely reporting to the board is a fundamental impact on board effectiveness. I think as company secretaries, we need to work with our chairs and our executive directors to drive this, enabling high quality discussion and decision making at board level. You know, we've got strong relationships with the chairs and other board members, and we're also greatly placed to act as that conduit between the board and management and to guide management on what information the board would expect to see. But also as company secretaries, I think we're also really well placed to really drive out of chairs and board members real clarity around what information they need so that our colleagues in, in management and executive directors are focused on the right things and aren't wasting their time or resources on information that's not really needed. I couldn't agree more. So how can company secretaries actually drive good quality board reporting in their organizations? What can they actually do? sort of key things that a company secretary can do to ensure good reporting. I think, firstly, it's important there is an agreed reporting plan for the board and its committees, covering the full breadth of their responsibilities and role and covering at least 12 months. It's also important there's also an appropriate balance between the different areas, so between governance matters and strategy. I'm sure you get lots of feedback from board members that they spend too much time talking about compliance and governance and not enough time talking about strategies and getting the right balance. Absolutely. Really it's a standard sentence in every board evaluation. <laughs> I think I've always seen that as well. So yeah. no, this really requires you as a company secretary to work with your chair and CEO to plan what information will flow to the board and when it will do so. And you need to do that in advance. Don't just do it from meeting to meeting. Don't do it from month to month. You can do this and plan it over a year, starting in the third or fourth quarter of the previous year. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not going to change, but you have the core reporting there, which can be flexible and change as the priorities of the board will change through the year. I mean, secondly, I think it's essential to agree what format the board wants to receive their information in. A clear reporting template, which includes reporting on risk and considering the director's obligations under Section 172 of the Companies Act is really important. I think it's also important not to underestimate how consistency in format can actually ease the effort required by directors to prepare for meetings. If all yeah. the papers are in the same format and the, the directors know what they're going to see, it actually means makes digesting that information easier. So, so supporting that in the same vein, having clear rules and parameters for board reporting, such as guidance around style and having real strong page limits for papers is also a really important part of, of successful reporting, I think. Whilst getting a standard format reporting is important, it will not drive improved reporting alone. What's really important as well is ensuring that management are clear on what is needed from the board paper, that they are being asked for fair. That is, you know, what information are the board actually looking for? And that focus drives in better reporting and also prevents time wasted writing a paper that's not quite hitting the mark, you know, it's really not getting to the core of the issue that uh, the board wants it to. You know, further to that, the board can have a tendency to ask for more information and we need to do our best, I think, to really understand if this is always necessary. That can mean challenging some requests for information as well as facilitating it. And I think ensuring that managers get really clear instructions on what is needed and wanted will drive better, more focused, clearer reporting.
I think finally, I think investing time and educating and training management and those colleagues who write reports is you know, fundamental to this because most people don't get any training on how to write a board paper. The best they get is, is a template and they get told what the title of the board paper is and said, you know, by the manager and get told to go and write it. I think as a company secretarial department and as a company secretary, it's really important to provide support to those report writers. Otherwise, you're not going to get the high quality sort of mm. outputs that you, that you or the board need. These report writers don't often know what the board does or who they are and, and what its role is. So yeah. the education can cover that as well. You know, what is it the board really need and want? Train them on the format and the style and, and of reporting that you're going to use. For me, really important that management take ownership of the reporting because if they want to get out of the board an approval or guidance or advice, then they need to take ownership of that report and understand that doing a good paper and reporting well gives them an increased likelihood of that output being achieved. You know, bottom line is also we can substitute the informal contact and engagement a board has with management and the wider workforce with information on a piece of paper that has to be facilitated too. You know, we need both things to take place. And give us an idea, David, from your experience, what should be in an effective report? What does good really look like? Uh, that's a good question. I think, of course, you know, it's going to vary from topic to topic and from company to company. I've worked in companies in a number of different sectors and their focus demands from a board reporting perspective are varied equally. There are some core principles, I think, that are really important. I think, firstly, when you're writing a paper, you need to explain the background and context of an issue that you're addressing. The boards are there not to manage the day-to-day -day business. They're there to oversee it, to apply a strategic perspective and lens on issues. So you need to tie that issue back into the company's strategy, there's opportunities and risks in order for the board to really understand why it is talking about something and, and being asked to look at something. I think it's also really important to be clear exactly what you're asking the board. Mm. You know, a lot of board papers, and I'm sure you've seen them, leave the board wondering, well, what am I being asked for here? Am I being asked to approve this? Am I asked, yeah. being asked to, to note it? And I think simply state it. What are you looking for? Are you looking for an approval? If so, exactly what is getting approved? Are you looking for their advice or guidance? Or are you really actually just asking for that paper to be noted? PFG, our report is a little bit of evolution over the last few years, and we've become increasingly prescriptive around covering risk and Section 172 Companies Act information in reports. So every paper that's submitted to our board needs to include that information. So I think that's a really important thing to be including. I think the other aspect of this is, for me, it's, it's focusing on quality and not quantity. Mm. Performance data is clearly a really important aspect of reporting, enabling the board to understand the position of the company's performance. However, I think you really need to think through exactly what information and data and KPIs you are giving to the board and, and ensuring that they're actually appropriate and they're not just getting drowned in information. It needs to be the right information. One final tip for me, I think, for a report writer is, is to write in the first person. I think it sounds quite simple. I think it's really tempting to write in the third person, but for me, doing that drives a really overly formal tone and really detaches you as the writer and the management from the issue itself, in turn detaches the board from it and from you as the person who's seeking approval or asking for advice and take ownership of the issue and use I and we. Well, fantastic. Let's talk about timing. I mean, I also always pick up in the board evaluation lots of discussions and dissatisfaction about timing, when are reports sent, when they come often too late for some people. Can you shed some light on this timing issue? 
Yeah, I mean, we might have uh, experienced something slightly different over the last 12 months for, for obvious reasons, but boards generally, you know, they don't really meet that many times a year or for many hours. You know, we're looking at, you know, on average six to 10 to all meetings a year. And ultimately, the boards and their members are time poor. And we have to remember that when we're thinking about report writing and, and preparing information for the boards. So the time they spend together is very valuable. And they need to ensure that the discussion is efficient, value adding and focus on the right things. You know, more time spent on one issue is ultimately less time spent on another issue. So it's not only kind of the quality of information is key, but it's also essentially the board's limited time is spent on the right priorities and they get the information in good time. So strong focus and reporting can really help here. So, you know, drowning the board in too much information is not the answer because you're just taking up too much time. It should be about quality and not quantity, I think, as I mentioned before. You know, it can be tempting for management to either demonstrate their expertise in a certain area or if in doubt, let's just stick it in the appendix you know, that, that makes the boards roll harder to see through the key issues and digest the information we're getting them to digest. So we need to be thinking about the board's time and its capacity whilst we're writing. We also need to recognise that it's not easy for report writers to know exactly what level of detail they need to go into. And I think when they're compiling board reports, and that's part of our role as company secretaries to help guide them and to keep them focused on the right things. We've got to bear in mind that non-executive directors do not have that detailed technical knowledge of the mm. business. And we need to balance that, the running of the business and the delivery of longer term strategy for executive directors too. So it's a challenge to strike that right balance of detail, but getting it right is a really great way of saving time and making the best use of the time that we've got those board members together. You mentioned it. I mean, given that board members are really time poor, how much time should board members get to read and digest the papers before a meeting? I think, I think if I was a board director, I'd probably ask for weeks, but, you know, it's not really practical, is it? I think we work at, at PFG to seven days, have time to read to the papers before the meeting. And I think that's really the minimum we should be expecting. That's dismissing that there is exceptions to that in terms of when information could be available. But I think that's the rule of thumb we should be looking at given the breadth and depth of information they need to digest in order to be ready to spend valuable board meeting time on effective debate itself rather than still going through the materials, they need time to work through those materials fully in advance. There's also a balance to be had, as mentioned. I think we need to consider whether we would rather the directors received information that was not quite perfect within acceptable time limits, of course, but all information in good time, that's perfect. So we need to consider whether we would rather the directors received information that is not quite perfect with acceptable limits, of course, in good time, rather than perfect information that is provided too late. And that's a balance that I think management need to strike. I always hear the stories that board papers are delivered, but then a couple of days before the meeting, more information is sent. But what do you think? How can company secretaries resist this temptation to send more and more papers the closer the date gets? I think it's about having a clear rule that's communicated to management, clear expectations mm. on behalf of the chairman, but also the two executive directors you might have or more. I think the CEO, he or she demands that that information be prepared in advance as well by his or her management team. I think when I've tried to implement a seven-day distribution day before, I've always initially had pushback. That's not possible. It's not possible, but it always has been. I think as contestants, we need to know when we can be flexible and know when we can't be. And there will be occasions when you will need to flex. But if you have that seven-day rule, the vast majority of management will want to and will meet it. 
Well, fantastic, David. Lots of really practical tips and tricks in order to deal with this thorny issue of board reporting and board papers. What should our listeners take away from this podcast? Maybe you can just highlight three things our listeners should take away. Yeah, sure. I think number one is that whilst board reporting is hardly um, a particularly inspiring topic, it's really critical for the effectiveness of boards. So both company secretaries and board members really need to give it due attention. Secondly, establishing standard formats and reporting principles are a really simple way to make progress quickly. And the final thing I think I would say was in order to get high quality reporting and therefore to drive high quality discussion around a board table, you really need to invest time and resource to train and support management in doing this. But I do generally think you will get a strong return on such an investment pretty quickly. Fantastic, David. Thank you so, so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. Thank you for having me. How can we help you and your board to become more effective? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. Get in touch. You can best reach us on info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.